0: Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press 1. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies.
1: From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press, roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Happy Friday,
2: everyone. This is Meet the Movie Press. Hello. I was going to do the hashtag thing, but, uh, we got one guy that did it last week. Hashtag TGIFMTMP. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's thank God it's Friday. It is Meet the Movie Press. I am Mark Riley, editor in chief of com. Jeff Snyder, sleepy film reporter, therap.com. Uh, I love this this uh we have a great show guys my God do we have so much to talk about so much there is so much to talk about we have a fantastic guest uh coming in a uh, uh, a professional through and through from the meet the movie press world uh William Bibbiani from Crave online and the host of the B uh I got it here I the Bee know movie podcast, the B right? movies podcast sorry I'm a little out of it today I was watching the Star Wars trailer 37 times in a row um
0: <laughs> how you doing Jeff I am good. I'm good. I'm ready for like a packed Friday. I've got some scoops to drop. Yeah. We've got a little scoopage. We've got tons of things to talk about.
2: Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, It was There's, a busy week. It was a busy week. We did our show last week, and then as we left and I was driving up for a little vacation, you were doing some work, there was a lot of news that dropped, even over the weekend. Guys,
0: let me tease what we are going to cover in today's show, okay? Spider-Man, Star Wars a ton of DC stuff, Yep, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman drama, mm-hmm. Flash Gordon, Captain Marvel, X-Men, Daredevil, Ultron, Dark Tower, Fantastic Beasts, Power Rangers, the Aquaman, the list is endless.
2: I can't, I mean, this is insane. And yesterday, kind of ground to a halt to, to have the Star Wars trailer drop, sure. and then I, I, I was like, I don't think anything else is going to break, and right. then... We have the Blade Runner news. Sure. So it, this is, this is huge. I'm yeah, excited. Let's, let's bring William Let's do out this here. right now. Guys, everywhere, this is William Bibiani. He is the film channel editor of Crave Online and the host of the B Movies podcast. William, come on in. Oh, Ooh. he's getting, yes. Nice. Oh, Thank he's got some, music.
0: I
1: got
2: some music. <clears throat> All right. No canned applause for you. You get your own theme song. Oh, That's how we do it here. Thank you. The Italian,
0: the Italian
2: Stallion. The Italian Stallion. Put those cans on no, so you can really hear sorry. what's going on.
0: Oh, there we go. I want oh. you to hear me, the soothing sounds of my voice. Right. Oh, thank you very much. That's right. William, how are you, my friend? I
1: am adequate. Thank you for asking. Adequate. I'm really, really <laughs> I like adequate.
0: adequate. Yeah, it's quite
1: early for me.
2: Yeah, it's, it's early yeah. here uh, uh, on Fridays for us, but we... Man, we do it. Like, I don't even know what episode we're on, but we've been doing it since August yeah, of
0: seriously. 2014. Where's my paycheck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all here because we love
0: it. For the love of the game, guys. For the love of the game. I'm not so- getting paid, that's what okay. paid. <laughs> No, no, you get paid in Twitter. Here, here's, yes. here's some yes. um, notifications. Paper-wise.
2: Yeah, no, no, I don't know. No, uh, William. Hey, I've known you for a while now. I have met you, I think, once uh, yeah. at a screening. That happens a lot. It happens yeah. a we, lot, we and know then each
1: other, and then we don't meet for years.
2: Yeah, and yeah. then but we, you know we we run in the same circles. Twitter, you know, we follow each other. Blah blah blah, yeah. you know, and then I'm like, we got to get William on, and yeah. uh, I I tweeted him, I DM'd him and said, what the hell are you doing? You want to come on? And he was like, I'm
1: honored. I was like, I, what was I, it I, like when you got that invitation? You know, it felt like I finally made it. it yeah, really did. It felt like finally you, someone noticed. You called your parents. <laughs> I did. I called my surviving parent. It was That's great. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. I like to take it down a notch. Um, yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I, I enjoy the show, and I love the... Uh, uh, the desk yeah that's pretty great this is our so spaceship this, this is quite fancy I gotta tell you we we, we do the b movies podcast typically like out of my apartment mm-hmm. so nice. this is pretty sweet yeah guess, yeah we we, we got built the, it ourselves yeah we yeah. built
2: it ourselves or rather <laughs> like a mutton sticks. the popcorn talk network which is our our network here for meet the movie press as well as guilty movie pleasures and profiles with Manson Malone and Jedi Alliance and the main show com. Mm-hmm. who else am I missing d Dar- see? Uh, there's so many? DC news and Marvel news Missed and the
0: desk for all of them. A they lot, are all lot of great here. people have sat at this desk. Yeah. So, so tell us, how did you get into this crazy uh, business of, of entertainment journalism? Uh,
1: I actually, uh, it, you know, it's kind of the opposite of how a lot of people did. Uh, I was actually working uh, towards, like, getting into development. I had gone to film school and I studied screenwriting. And uh, then the economy just sort of collapsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I remember uh, that. Yeah, like, like Eddie Izzard's said, a flan in a cupboard. Just, Poof. And uh, this was the only thing I could get paid to do. <laughs> uh, but that was, like, five years ago. And, uh, you know, now, I'm, I mean, this, this, is, this is my passion. Like, this is really what I love doing. I, I think I fell into the right, I think I fell in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, I ended up uh, starting to do like uh, some criticism for sites like Geescape or uh, the California Literary Review. Machinima. Geescape, huh? With uh, Jonathan with, London. With Jonathan London. Yeah, he's yeah. a good friend of mine. He gave me one of my first big breaks. He was great? Hey, and, all uh, right. Yeah, he's Jonathan's awesome. Wherever you are, love you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then I started doing some freelance work for Crave Online, and then they were looking for a new editor, and I've been there pretty much full time mm-hmm. uh, ever since for like the past four plus years. That's great. Um, yeah, I've set up their podcast. The B Movies Podcast over like 260 episodes right now. Wow. We got some good guests. We had Paul Feig on this week. Very uh, cool. Nick Kroll next week. So it's it's good stuff. Everybody, it's on iTunes. Mm-hmm. All uh, right, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I'm hosting like a co-hosting like a web series over there called Most crave which is kind of like this, but a lot more conversational and casual, a lot more okay. like the View, more reactionary. <laughs> no. we just like the View. What are you? talking Yeah, about? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like to think of myself as Star Jones personally. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a great gig we. Got got Some uh, really wonderful stuff on the side. Got a great interview with Michael Douglas up there uh, today. Ooh. I nice. want to see
0: that movie, Beyond the Reach.
1: Beyond the <laughs> Reach. Beyond the Reach. It's not his best movie uh, mm. or even a particularly good one, but it was cool. The interview, uh, it turns out he's now producing uh, new Shirley Jackson adaptations like uh, the, the Lottery is going to be a new mm-hmm. movie and uh, cool. We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. Nice, nice. stuff. Well, we got, uh, guys, as I mentioned,
2: Pat Show. You guys yes. are all on here. We even have uh, Elmi is on the chat room right now. Oh, my. I love it. Uh, shout out to our boy who's been on the show a couple times. So, guys, uh, what do you want to talk about? My let's, God, let's, where do we I mean, start?
0: Let's, let's start with the Star Wars teaser.
2: Yeah, I think that's, you know, uh, g- g- giving you know the 800-pound Wookiee in the room. Yeah. Let, let's talk about it. Uh, blew up the internet. Um, as a huge Star Wars nerd, fan, crazy person, I absolutely loved it. I have watched it probably at least ten times yesterday. Were, were there tears? Yeah, What what is with that? Were, were there the tears? There were tears. I did say on Twitter that I, I, I cried. However, that Why? was an exaggeration. Um, I will say this. When I heard Chewie were home, mm-hmm. and that shot of Han and Chewie, I went... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: that is definitely the best moment. Of yeah, it, it, and, it, it hit all the right parts for me. It, it just, it, yeah. it just, it, it was so interesting to see. It looked like he was on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It looked like it was like he actually, if the rumors are true, he had lost the Millennium Falcon. I, I'm not sure if that's true or not. So, guys, I guess spoiler alert: Lando uh, won it back in a Lando, yeah, yeah. But Lando won it back. Yeah, but it looked like he finally found the Millennium Falcon again and was like, "We're home." Yeah. If that's the case. I love that, but I loved the home reference was like, almost like,
1: hey, we got the crew back together, right. we got the magic back, we're
2: yeah. home, guys. It's a
0: metaphorical, it's a
1: metaphorical home. And and that's why I'm kind of mixed on it. Like, the entire tra- – look, I, I Star Wars is neat. Um, yeah, I like, yeah, we were I, talking
2: off, off I, yeah, camera a little my bit. My
1: thing with Star Wars is this. I, I grew up liking Star Wars. I was not a huge Star Wars nerd. Star Wars wasn't the film I saw that made me go, what cinema? Like, it was – It's a, It's the first trilogy is damned good. The first two are undisputable classics. The third one is a bit more mixed, but it's still really great. Yeah, And uh, every – other. Other Star Wars movie we've had ever since has been at best kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, so I, I agree with and you. And depending there. on how you count, man, that's like makes that like only like <laughs> one third of all the Star Wars movies have been anywhere. Because you count the Ewok movies, you count the animated movies, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, and so all the good ones are right at the beginning, and I don't see a lot of reason to assume that this one is going to be great. The trailer looks neat, but trailers have lied to us before, especially trailers for JJ Abrams Sure, movies. Sure. Uh, so it looks neat, and but just the whole fan service thing, quoting like, you know, my, 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 My father had it. My sister had it. Oh, I, I have it. And uh, we're basically just going to repeat the plot again. <laughs> uh, we have no new ideas, really. Honestly, I mean, look, we even put Darth Vader's helmet in the first shot. Actually, I like the first shot. I thought the first shot was kind of neat. Uh, oh, the first shot was beautiful. The first shot was cool. It was a great sense of scale. You know, you see right. the land speeder really tiny in the background, and there's like a big X-wing. I guess it was an X-wing. Like, right look- yeah, X-wing. And then you see the giant star destroyer, and I was like, oh, that's kind of classy. Oh, but that's all you got. You're just going to be rehashing uh, a bunch of stuff. And I don't see how that works. Terribly well, it seems like the Star Trek approach, where we're going to basically try to evoke all the stuff you already like, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Basically force you to compare it with the good stuff. Hmm. Uh, So if we're even, so if we're even mediocre, we're going to look like crap. Like I think that's a terrible approach. I think it's a dangerous approach. Uh, But you know, my thing is this: I I don't believe in getting too hyped up for anything before you've seen it. I know a trailer can look cool, like the new Mad Max trailer. Holy, holy cow! Like it looks amazing. But I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't know if it's actually
0: good. Three, three hundred looked amazing. Exactly. We all know how that turned out. Exactly. So I'm going to like three hundred though. I know. you did it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Which is so, why it's good. I'm your co-host. Yeah, right. I know, right? <laughs> right? I need this balance.
1: Anyway, my point is, uh, you, you know, I, I will. I'm waiting to see if the movie is good before I say if the movie is good. Right. So I get it. The trailer looks neat. There's some cool stuff in it. Maybe. Right? Wouldn't that be cool to have a good new Star Wars movie for the first time since the early '80s?
2: Well, I, I think I speak as the the, the fan on the panel. Yes. I want to hear Jeff. You say. I know you have something to say. No, I, continue. No, I. I just think you know. Yeah, am I um uh, d- d- am I judging it on the trailer? Yes. Am I assuming it's going to be good because of JJ? Yes. Do I love the the Vader helmet? Yes. Do I love the old icon uh I- iconography of what am I trying iconography. to say? Uh, iconography of the star destroyers and the Millennium Falcon and bringing back all the good stuff from the good trilogy. Yeah. Not the prequels, the good trilogy. Yes. Absolutely, and so I am very biased, I think.
1: Sure. So I love, I mean, I I just can't, I don't know, I can't help it. And here's the thing, you know, they had that Star Wars celebration yesterday. Yeah. And they had, you know, everyone talking about, hey, we're a family. And you are that 's great I mean it 's really great that one movie or one idea or one continuing story can have that impact on people and bring people together with a shared sense of imagination all of that is oh, it's so awesome, and you see that with Star Trek, people like inspired by gene roddenberry 's idea of a better tomorrow mm-hmm. wanting to bring that tomorrow in today. Fantastic. I'm a Marvel fanboy. I love pretty much everything they've done. They're not perfect, but like, you know, I I can criticize and still love it. Um, My thing is, it's just I'm not a Star Wars fanboy. I come at it from a slightly more, I I guess, I would hope a slightly more objective point of view. Uh, You are. Yeah. yeah, And and that's, I think that's, I think it's valid too. But, um, but like, look, if it's awesome, it'll be awesome. I can't wait for it to be awesome. I hope it's awesome, but I just don't know until I've seen it.
0: There you go. Well, I am with you. Uh, I am not a Star Wars fanboy. Um, I watched, I've i seen the trailer two or three times now. I thought it looked great. I'm yep. just really excited about the actors involved in this film. Great cast. Um, this feels like the first Star Wars movie that could sort of get me in, into the, tr- the the franchise, so to speak. Yeah. So you, you um, haven't even gotten into it at all? Like, you've never really... I saw the first three a long time ago. I actually remember liking Return of the Jedi the most as a kid. I think I liked me Jabba too. the Hutt. As, as a kid, I loved it. Yeah. I yeah. have not seen Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So, Which you don't um, really
2: need to. I mean, speaking as a Star Wars fan... You know, I I couldn't get past the prequels. I just couldn't like them as much. Now I'm taking a different approach. Yeah, sure. This, you so, know, this,
1: you just because you're a fan doesn't
2: mean you have to like everything that's involved with it. That's that's ridiculous. Well, I drank the Kool Aid. You know, I walked okay. out a fan of Phantom Menace, and I went, no, it was good. I was forcing myself <laughs> to like it. I got yeah. in an argument with my roommate at the time, saying because oh, he he was like, no, that was shit. That mm-hmm. was complete shit. I can't believe we just watched that. I'm like, Can, did you invent the
1: lightsaber? Did you? Like, don't you? The, there's mm, a sense he was of, right. There's a sense of denial, I think, that comes when you want to love something and then you're confronted with it. And, it, you know, even The Phantom Menace isn't a complete wash. There's some incredible visuals in there. Sure. There were some various yeah. leaps forward in technology. There was a cool fight. You know, like, there's. it's not the worst movie ever. I think that's a huge exaggeration. I hate it when people do that. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember when I first saw it, I had bought tickets to see Phantom Menace twice. I bought it on an opening morning on Friday. Friday, and then I had bought tickets to see it again at the Grammys Chinese. uh, Okay, after, and I saw it the opening morning, and I was basically just justifying to myself not returning the ticket, like I bought the (laughs) ticket. (laughs) I, I need to commit to this. I'm going with friends. Like, you know, I, I can't do it. Like, um But yeah, I mean, this is my thing with anticipation. This is why I think it can be a somewhat of a dangerous thing, is because you're not allowing yourself to judge something fairly. If it's totally awesome, it's just going to be awesome. It's not yeah. going to be a problem. If it's not awesome and if you measured your expectations a bit, you can say to yourself, well, that didn't entirely work, but I had some fun. <laughs> like, you know, what do you want?
0: Yeah, I just, um, imagine if every movie had this, like, Avengers Celebration Day and I, Hunger Games I mean, they probably do by now. Age yeah. of Adeline. Celebration Day. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. It's like we're going to play out a set. Yeah. yeah. It's just, anyways, we're going to move on from yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. There's really nothing. I mean, you know. It we have.
2: Neat. It looks great. I yeah. mean, we have three different opinions on it, you know. Um, and you have your own. And you have your magic. own. You guys, you know, Star Wars yeah. is going to kill no matter what, no matter who,
0: what fan you are. Jewish Jeff, where should we? I, I did. <laughs> we're home. Yes! Oh, God.
2: Okay, Uh sorry. I did. I
0: did sit down with uh, Donald Gleason this week for uh, Uh, a drinking with the stars episode. Yeah, I love that man. He was. uh, He was very cool. I was. I was hoping. And he told us everything about Star Wars. So tune in when we put that video up. (laughs) That's That's not true, is it? I almost was. I
2: I was almost going to be able to compare notes with you, Uh, Alicia Malone, and I were going to possibly do an interview with him uh-huh. didn't work out didn't work out yeah. i got very close i was very excited not so much uh okay so what next we my are, God.
0: we are gonna get my scoops out right now let's Selfish. do it, do it. Scoop time. Uh, okay so we've got a lot of dc stuff to cover yes We're we do. gonna knew. start with the truth behind jim parrick's character in suicide squad let's Hear it. Uh you know, there were there were some reports that he, he may be playing Deathstroke. Right. And then I think his girlfriend, Levin Rambin, or who I don't know, you know, their affiliation or whatever, but she was like, he's not playing. Deathstroke, and yet he was, like, retweeting Deathstroke <laughs> fan art. It was very weird. He, he was trolling. So here's what I'm told. Uh, I'm told that re- from uh, reliable sources that Jim Perrick is, in fact, playing Johnny Frost. Johnny Frost.
2: Who, Who the hell is that? So that that <laughs> is
0: the Joker's, like, sidekick slash driver. And he is, like, one of the main nice. characters in the Joker Comic, like the graphic novel by Brian uh, yeah, Azarello. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Huh. Johnny Frost, Jim Perr, So that just became Interesting. Th- that just went from being like an
1: awesome new story, like oh it's Deathstroke, to he's playing the Joker's chauffeur. Like that's down a little bit. I, I feel like that's fine. if it's accurate, great. I just it just strikes me as sort of funny. Yeah, again, that, uh, I get you know, we I, built it
0: up. I, I don't know what we you know, first of all I don't know who's playing Deathstroke. Yeah. yeah um, we, he's in it though?
1: Do we know that for sure? I I mean that's the
0: that's, that's we don't know on actually. The street. That's no, the word we on the street.
2: You know, there's so many characters in this in this the the rogue gallery of Batman, which seems to be all Batman villains in the Suicide Squad thing. There's
1: certainly some crossover ones.
2: There's some crossovers, yeah. Yeah. I I am not, and, and, and admittedly, I am not up on my Suicide Squad, I I never got into the comics, right. so some of these th- the only characters I know come from my love of Batman. So like Harley yeah. Quinn, Joker, yeah, I well, get it. I think
1: Deadshot can be a Batman film, but I don't think he's intrinsically a Batman.
2: There you fan, go, you know? I, yeah. I I think that's true. So yeah. um you know and and Miambe is is up on the uh, on our board, and he has dropped many scoops that have been very true on uh, Suicide sure. Squad. And, and suicide,
0: so, I mean, you know, like Miebbe has said in recent days, or you know, in the past week or two, they are really locking a lot of the characters stuff down. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they want to do a lot of reveals, I guess, closer to Comic-Con or whatever. Um, so sure. it has been a little bit tricky. And on that note, you know, this is this is going to be part two of the DC Scoopage. Um, so uh, we, I heard, you know, I was talking to Justin Kroll over at Variety. Yep. We were, uh, you know, swapping notes, as we do. Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned that he had heard that Scott Eastwood is not playing Steve Trevor. Really? Huh. Okay. And so what we huh. ha- what, what Justin had heard um was that <laughs> was that Scott Eastwood basically had the, choi- the, the the choice. He could have a role in Suicide Squad, a smaller role, or he could test for the male lead in Wonder Woman alongside guys like Alexander Skarsgård and Liam Hemsworth. Hmm. And, and he chose the, the Suicide Squad role. So we don't know what that role is. I'm told that he signed on for th- uh, three pictures. Okay. Uh, but but it's, it's not clear if Wonder Woman is actually one of them.
2: Okay. Hmm. He's Deathstroke. Or Deadshot, or
0: Killer Croc—I I, I forget. He's Aries for some reason. Nightwing, oh Aries—that'd be interesting. Not? Who who knows? Yeah. But,
1: uh, all I know is all I know is uh, he is he is dash handsome. I saw the longest ride. Yeah, <laughs>
0: for
1: a lot of it, and Yeah, I so
0: mean great. Warner Brothers yeah. thinks he's going no, to be cool a to big star. He's obviously the son of Clint Eastwood, who has made them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, so it, it seems like the role of Steve Trevor is still open, and that they are not going back to those guys for testing now that they have a new director. Like, that was sort of the direction they were going in the male lead for Wonder Woman when it was under Michelle McLaren's tenure. Okay, interesting. And we're going to get into that in a second, too. We will,
2: yeah. And and guys, I, I see you on the chat boards here. You know, these scoops that we get, uh, these things change. You hear one thing. It's, it's like, I, I don't want to get into this. See, he was wrong.
0: You yeah, know, no. like, that's like, yeah absolutely not, guys. I mean, and I guess Mayimbe broke both of those sort of character sure, things. Sure. And, um, and I'm not even
2: referring to him, but I, I mean, I think some of you are. And I think yeah, I, I it's come to us on Schmoes. No, I'm sure it's come to you, Jeff. I don't know if it's come to I've you, William. i all kinds of things Would, wrong. You, I'm
0: just saying, don't, don't, you know, don't get the pitchforks out and go after uh, uh, El Mayimbe or anything.
2: Right. I mean, these things change. They're very fluid. Sometimes you can hear, and I'm sure, do
0: you get crossed well, no, wires? Th- and, there's crossed wires and there's misinformation. I wouldn't sure. be surprised... You know, given how much uh, Mayimbe has broken lately, if someone was kind of trying to to mess with him maybe a little bit. And the drafts constantly change and things like that, too. But
1: you have to admit, I think that from uh, an audience perspective, people who aren't, you know, either journalists or even uh, the filmmakers themselves in Mm -hmm. the studios, uh, that's frustrating. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily even feel like journalism. Sure. You know, it's like, oh, well, we we heard this. Okay, who are your sources? Well, we're not going to tell you. Um, okay, well, why, why should I believe that? Uh, well, I was right all these times, but you were also not right these times. Well, yeah, okay, but then they changed their plans. Okay, but then why is that story? You know, like, it, it can be weird and frustrating, I think, from mm-hmm. that side. So I'm sympathetic, I think, it's my point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I understand that's frustrating. And, yeah. and, uh, sometimes it's frustrating to me. Sometimes a new story breaks, and, and, and I'm we, like, who is that? Benefit? And we,
0: and we could be wrong too, guys. Again, yeah. this is, this isn't, you know, none of this stuff's confirmed by Warner Brothers or anything like that. Right. This, uh, th- but that is what we're hearing that, that Scott so it is in fact not playing Steve Trevor he's playing somebody else in Suicide Squad and that the Steve Trevor role remains open for Wonder Woman yeah people are dropping in uh, Dick Grayson I don't know if I'm you know the
2: chat's going hot right now I love this Um, the chat is hot Uh, so people are throwing in I might have missed it but Dick Grayson uh, is Robin so I don't no if that I, could be I have no idea. You know, it's, it again guys, we're kinda of pulling back the curtain and you're just hearing back and forth conversations. Um nothing's going to print yet, I I'm assuming. You I haven't
0: I haven't printed anything. If, if you again, are if you are actually
2: exactly if you are talking about it here, you know, then it's the Fox News approach. We're talking about it because people are talking about <laughs> right. it. That That's makes right. sense. That's um, right. But, yeah. But people will, you know, they do cover us here, sure, yeah. which is awesome, and I, uh, God, I'm and, so appreciative. And so
0: the the last part of our DC scoop trilogy today, yes, uh, we are. I have heard from several agency sources that Warner Brothers is currently casting for Green Lantern. Um, the, John, the, the sorry, so the, the character, yeah, the uh John Stewart. Oh, Not I love that. the Daily Show host, the oh, character, man, man, the character.
2: Yeah. So guys, uh, awesome. let's. <laughs> Let's oh, pause a moment for that because I think not only is it smart and and interesting because we mm-hmm. had the, the Green Lantern debacle uh, right, with Ryan with, Reynolds, with as, Ryan Hal Reynolds Hal as Hal Jordan – a lot of people have been clamoring for John Stewart, the African American John Stewart, to mm. be John uh, uh, Green Lantern. I love that. I absolutely love that. Would want to see it. So, what's well, he's a great. Your thought? He's
1: a great character. Yes. John Stewart. I mean, first off, actually, pretty much all of the Green Lanterns are great characters. Yeah. Like, I, I one day I hope to see a Guy Gardner movie, but whatever, you know, like right. Uh, That's a good call. It is, but like you know, they did a, they did a very they used John Stewart in a very clever way when they did uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the animated series, which was they had already established the Hell Jordan exists and. Universe, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that, that interesting, really. So we bring in John Stewart, who brings in a very different dynamic uh, to a superhero uh, a world. Although I don't know, in the movies, though, I mean, John Stewart's often played as much more serious. You know, yeah, uh, they they changed him eventually so that he was a a Marine or a soldier, one in you know some form of the armed forces, and uh, that made him bit more stern. He's a funny guy, but, you know. And I'm just... I I see how gritty it looks like they're doing all of the DC movies. And Mm -hmm. I just, like, almost... I want want more Wise Acres involved. But... Regardless, John Stewart, awesome character. I'm so happy if this is true, and uh, I hope it is because, dude, badass. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I I think it also um, it it keeps uh, Cyborg from sort of being the token, the, the token black in, in the Justice League. Yeah, like, oh well, that's our black guy, and so we're good.
2: And and what um, do you think of this? We got some chatters here. They're saying uh, one, Idris Elba for John Stewart, which he'd be great. I think. Yeah. Too old though. It just it depends kinda, on where you want to go. Depends so, on where you go. Yeah, um, there's no reason why he has to be young. A lot, lot of people are calling out as PC bullshit. And I am
1: understanding he, of that comment. He exists as a character. I might understand that idea if you were just randomly changing his ethnicity. But the other sure. thing is, I only you know the idea of changing someone's ethnicity or even their gender in a story, I think, is only an issue if their ethnicity or gender was wrapped up in who their character was. Right. You know, like you you, you couldn't.
0: I'm trying to think of an example. He cast a white a white guy as Black Panther. Like yeah, yeah right. you, you can't right. exactly
1: exactly. But you know, when they cast um, uh, King. Kingpin in the Daredevil movie with Michael Clark Duncan, right. yeah. The fact that the Kingpin was white in the comics really didn't define him as a character. No, not at all. It, it didn't matter. Like it was no. there were other huge problems with that movie, but like you know, like <laughs> yep. that certainly wasn't one of them. Michael Clark Duncan was fine, uh, although Vincent D'Onofrio was even better. Uh, but anyway, my my point is is that why is it, it should not be a problem. No, no, it's not, it's not like there's any dearth of white characters for us to see in films.
2: Yeah, and it it might be PC, but I kind of look at it at the creative standpoint of from the, the Green Lantern movie with Hal Jordan was a bomb. And if they want to reinvent this franchise, this shared universe, it's like, it's interesting to go to the next
1: Green Lantern, which is John Stewart. Mm-hmm. So, and why have, not? And you still have Hal out there somewhere. Yeah, well, Hal like, be out there. There's tons of Green Lanterns. There's literally thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of Green Lanterns out there in the universe. Hal's uh, there. You can bring him back again. Team up. Cool. Right.
0: And uh, and I know Mayan Bay had reported that um, that Ezra Miller was going to be playing um, Barry Allen. Right. right. That Wasn't that officially of announced?
1: Oh, Barry Allen specifically. Okay. Right. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So... Yeah, we, we, this this Me. DC
2: universe is is really starting to take shape. It's very exciting, right? We have
0: we have more to discuss on the DC front.
2: Yeah, so please.
0: Oh, so, okay, so uh, last week there was, uh, I guess it was Boris Kidd at the Hollywood Reporter dropped the story about James Wan circling right. Aquaman, right? and it sounds like there have been some discussions there. It's unclear if, if he's going to do it, you know, if, if Universal is going to sort of enforce its option on him for, for Fast, Fast eight. 8. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's,
2: yeah, that was a big, uh, I, I was getting tweeted all, all weekend, because, you know, big news broke while I was on my vacation, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I was trying to get back to you guys, and he is circling right now, there is that option at Universal. So they could, Universal could say, no, you're doing Fast 8. Mm-hmm. Um, so and He's doing the Conjuring 2 next anyway. And he's doing Conjuring 2. So do you th- I don't know. Did, did, you, did you guys all see Fast 7? Yeah. Or yeah. Furious 7, wherever it's Furious called. Furious 7, yeah. Uh, I did too. Um, I thought he actually killed it in the directing. I thought he, would, he had a very good visual style. I really liked it. Do I think he would be good for Aquaman? I don't know. I can't put my head around you know, it yet. You
1: know, he's been evolving very effectively as a director. I think, sure. I think if you look at his initial films, there's, there was obviously a lot of talent involved, but he hadn't. Like, then I saw The Conjuring. I'm like, oh, he's amazing. Oh, Conduring neat. Conjuring is
2: one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It is definitely in the top five. Certainly I in the last few years. I mean, holy cow! absolutely
1: yeah. dig it. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and then Fury 7, you know, I have a few issues with Furious 7, but honestly, the fact that that film came out at all like a real movie, given all the, the stuff they had to do, right. I, I interviewed. James Wan for this, and he was just like, man, if even if people say it's meh, you have no idea how hard it was to get to meh. He compared it to landing a burning plane. You know? It's just so good for him. You know? And um, Aquaman... You know, Aquaman's a cool character. I don't care what anyone says. I I, agree. I always think he's awesome. He, you know, Aquaman was lame once in a cartoon that came out like decades before you were born. Thank you. And that stuck you know? with the poor guy. That's, that's just not because fair.
2: he rode a seahorse in a cartoon. Doesn't yeah. make him a dork. <laughs> yeah.
1: All exactly. Right? This would be like if everyone still thought Batman was kind of lame and campy because of Adam West. No, thank it, you. It, 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 that's a good show, but like, yeah, it had nothing to do no, with I it. Th- I yeah. think
0: Momoa's interpretation is going to be awesome. I, I, I think agree. it'd be
1: really great if he was really campy, actually. His I mm-hmm.
0: played it really silly. You know? Just
2: like, you know <laughs> I, I just want him riding into Large Seahorse. That's all I want. Um, just and, put those haters down. <laughs>
0: yeah. L- last week's show, we talked about Lord and Miller uh, maybe coming on The Flash, and, and now we have more director news in the DC Universe. Okay, Patty Jenkins is officially taking over Wonder Woman from Michelle McLaren. <sighs> yeah. Uh, which caught come... a lot of people by surprise this week. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Me, me included. I thought it was interesting that McLaren left due to creative differences. right? Jenkins left Thor too due to creative due to differences. Creative differences. Right. I wrote it in my article when I posted it. It's just how does this work for Jenkins now? Is she walking into another lose situation? If she's yeah, like, it, if McLaren left, why, why is DC going, don't worry, you're safe, Jenkins. Do what we want. Right. I mean, yeah. cause that's what it seems like. It's like you have to adhere to the DC shared universe. Well,
1: you have to do that to the Marvel universe as well. Sure. When you do a cinematic universe, not just sequels, but like when you everything has to kind of gel together, uh, it becomes way more like directing for a TV show. You know, you don't, you don't just direct Breaking Bad, for example. You make sure you can direct like Breaking Bad in order, before, in order to direct for that show. Yeah. So, yeah, Michelle McLaren was gonna have to basically do what the studio wanted her to do. Patty Jenkins is gonna have to do the same thing. I assume that whatever the creative differences were, must have been different creative differences, you know, like maybe Thor specific creative differences, but her ideas for Wonder Woman are awesome, for example. Then again, when you, someone pointed this out and I was like, Oh yeah, she left Thor two, Thor the Dark World, over creative differences, and then look how Thor the Dark World turned out. And it's not the best Marvel movie by a long shot.
2: No. no here's a no.
0: lot of problems. I I think Thor, though.
2: the original, is fantastic I over do too. Dark World. I, I don't yeah. know
0: that anyone has gotten to the heart of why Michelle McLaren really left. I think, you know, Devin mm-hmm. sorta, you know, talked about the the Tiger thing. Oh, I, I, I didn't I Do missed this. you want this. a Taki Tani in it? Yeah, that's what oh. it sounded like according to Devin. Oh, that would have been okay. fun. Um you know, I've I've had people just be like did she ever really intend to like direct this thing? Because now she's sort of Wonder Woman director Michelle McLaren. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, she still has like all the heat of directing a Wonder Woman movie even though she didn't actually make it. Well sure. but looking for someone to direct Captain Marvel, like just, just wouldn't, wouldn't that, that be Spider-Man? funny? I, or, I had also yeah. heard that maybe her her reps pressured her, her into it. Like, this is Wonder Woman, like you gotta take this gig. you can't turn this down and then you know, she she start developing it, uh, and and she realized how maybe tied in th- this film has to be with the larger universe, and she's sure. just like... She's
1: like, I don't want to do uh, it. Yeah. Or maybe it's just not her sensibility, you know? I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe she was just like, you know what? I know. It's like when David Lynch was offered Return of the Jedi. How awesome would that have been? Well, not to David Lynch. Right. He was that's looking at it like, that's a Wookiee? I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> like, I mean, he gave up, because he, he didn't have the passion.
0: Just because we have um, talented female directors, and we need female directors for these certain comic book properties properties doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best fit. Yeah. You know? Specifically that director right. anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: it creative differences is a very
1: vague term. It I mean is. It, it can like mean a, a ton it of was. things. It's like irreconcilable differences exactly. for course. That can Thank mean you.
0: that can mean, you know, he watched shows on Netflix without me or she cheated on me. Like but it could be anything, and you know, people were surprised at how quickly Patty Jenkins signed on to really? replace her, but <laughs> but I, I also think that first of all uh, Michelle McLaren probably left the Wonder Woman before we knew that she did, You know, yep. before it was reported. Sure. So Patty Jenkins was already yeah, being spoken yeah, exactly. to, probably. It was, it was d-
1: like two days later. I was wondering why they didn't just... And, 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 it, was a, and it was
0: a closed deal, too, yeah. Yeah. the way it was reported. Do so. you think
2: Patty Jenkins was up for the role initially, and then when McLaren dropped out, they were like, well, let's go, go back and revisit this? Yeah, maybe they had
0: already discussed it with her. That, exactly. That's my thought, is
2: that because of Thor, she was... Possibly up for this it's also in the because beginning. She's a good director. She's a good director. Yeah, mm-hmm. but her resume is fantastic, guys. I'm very excited for yeah. this. I'm glad they stuck with the women. I mean, uh, you know, it's a very hot button topic. A lot it of people is. are like, "Oh, you don't need a." You don't necessarily need a woman to direct a woman movie. You don't yeah.
1: necessarily need look. Like. You ask any male filmmaker, especially male screenwriter, capturing a female voice when you live in a very male-dominated society is incredibly difficult, right? Uh, and and you know the it's, it's a problem. Sure. And so you want to get someone who understands that perspective to tell that story. And yes, lots of great movies about women have been directed by men, but there aren't a lot of great you know there aren't a lot of movies period being directed by women at all why is that okay like why when we try to do something about that and try to actually make sure women direct more movies and give them an opportunity and help try to make the, mm-hmm. the industry more fair wh- why would we jump on that like why would that be negative it's not like guys like inherently because of their maleness are having trouble finding features to direct there are people finding trouble finding features because there's only so many but men dominate the industry why is that a problem
2: yeah i i, I, I don't understand I, I and it kind of goes into do we you know do we absolutely need a black director for Black Panther? I think it fits more with his character. I think it mm. can work wonderfully. And there are uh, I loved uh, listening and, and watching some of uh Ask Elmi NBA last night on his on his sure. on the tweet machine. He he said uh, Dream director would be oh, am I going to get F Gary Gray? Yeah, oh, well, that would be, be cool. Fantastic, he's going to have a lot of heat. That'd yeah. be fantastic. He's awesome, yeah. Um, but. Would you be surprised if a white director did it? I I'd, wouldn't be.
0: I'd be surprised. Yeah, but I have heard. You know, I've heard one black director and white one white director. Okay. those are the those are the names that I've heard for Black Panther at this point. I'm not going to yeah. put them out there now. But
2: <laughs> how about a white woman director? Why not? For why not? Right? Screw it. Why not? I don't yeah. see why if, not. If but, no one has
1: a problem with like you know men directing women movies about women, why can't movies direct movies about let, men? Are different at this? Let's keep in mind, Wonder case. Woman has a male screenwriter. Right. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yep. So you know it's it's god at the end of the day just get the right person. And
0: and speaking yeah. and speaking of writers, we did get uh Captain Marvel got writers mm-hmm. this week. Yep. It uh, it's sure going to be it's going to be Nicole Perlman who mm-hmm. did uh Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. Galaxy. And then it uh, is it Megan, La- uh, La- uh, May- uh, why, yeah. yeah never, I'm like I'm, I'm already totally blanking. blanking. But the writer of uh, the co-writer of Pixar's Inside Out, right? Uh, uh, which, which looks like the best Pixar movie in some in some years. It looks years. really good. Yeah. It looks We're so very good. So, Well,
1: except for Herman's head, but yeah.
0: But, but I, again, I I know I I think Marvel is committed to getting a female filmmaker for Captain Marvel, and it was nice to see them not get not just one but two female screenwriters on that movie. Yeah, yeah. I
2: I agree with that, and and it was interesting that news that came out that it was Angela. Angelina Jolie up for both Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman, and then not three hours later, yeah, Patty Jenkins comes in. I didn't even.
0: That's a tough one for our friend Frosty at
2: Collider. I I know he he took it well. He took it well like I, a champ. He said he did. He had a, he had a good sense of humor about it. And he did. Guys, like, I wish she dropped this three hours earlier, Boris. Again, Ange-
0: <laughs> I mean Angelina Jolie, Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'm sure in, in an ideal world, Marvel and DC would both love her. I just don't see Angelina Jolie. Sacrificing her freedom as a filmmaker, you know, to service a a studio's vision. Yeah, I think. And I've been,
2: I've been hearing Angelina Jolie. I actually have a source. I didn't, sure, I didn't follow. I I heard it too. You know, Captain Marvel. not for for Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. I've heard that they're they're essentially backing up a Brinks truck, trying (laughs) to get her (laughs) right.
0: And that that was Us Weekly's thing. They offered her twenty million. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't don't know about that. Staggering, you know, it is staggering. But yeah, she guys, she hasn't worked with Warner Brothers since Alexander. Uh, Ooh, so Right. right. It, it's not like a, a studio that has a really tight relationship with Angie, whereas Disney, um, is, you know, does after Maleficent. Uh, after Maleficent, yeah. yeah. So,
2: mm, yeah. whether it happens or not, we don't know. Um, it's just what we're hearing. Ooh. I actually don't think she'll end up doing it.
1: I would be I, very, very surprised, yeah. honestly, based on, you know, the talk I've heard about, um, just what, she, what she's looking for artistically and also just, you know, what it was like on that set working with her. It didn't sound like, that kind of like well-oiled machine it sounded like a bit more you know she's figuring out like what she wants Who is that? and that's a little difficult
0: who's the name Lex- Lexi Alexander tweeted out some name uh like this oh, is the, the person who's going to direct Captain Marvel uh, the, the, I, I think she might have just said she should have but uh okay. yeah
1: but no it's this woman I forget her name but she directed a lot of episodes of Arrow and like right, really kick ass episodes Gotham. of Arrow yeah it, it seemed I'm, like
0: actually not a bad guy. I'm
1: fine with that if you want to get any of the directors on Arrow to do a feature film I mean Arrow does more with like a TV budget than frankly a lot of Superhero movies do with $200 million. Right. It's
0: such a cool show. Like, I would be fine with that. Good. Yeah. Um, so, we are, we are going to switch gears from DC to Marvel now. Okay. And I want to start with you. You wanted to talk about Spider Man a little, right? Yeah. yeah. We, we had
2: some, uh, uh, along with all this other news over the weekend, we had some info on Spider Man. Spider Man came out. We had a, a, a scoop by Mr. Bibiani here. Uh, go into a little bit about how you found out it's not an origin story. Right. And that the costume has been designed. Um, I think, I find that interesting.
1: Well, but, I mean, I, I sat down with Kevin Feige and I asked yeah. him to his face. I was like, is this, is this gonna be an origin story? A lot of people think we don't need an origin story. I'm I'm saying, glad no, you no, did. no, 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 origin story. We don't um, need it. No, we don't. And, uh, and he, he had that tack as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's the thing is you, you can do an origin story, but the movie doesn't all have to be about the origin story. And it made it sound like what he wants to do is it'll be alluded to, maybe a couple of quick flashbacks. it'll we're gonna track. It's just gonna move. Everyone knows it. We'll just make sure we know exactly how it happened in this version, and then we move on, and the whole story is not about his origin. He also it's talked about to. how they have redesigned the costume. He's called it classic Spidey, but he also said it's different than everything we've seen before. And I
0: don't know. I thought Amazing Spider-Man 2 was pretty classic Spidey. Like, what are you going to do? Like, the really S- black, Steve Ditko eyes? Spider-Man like, has you- look the same in, in every one of the movies. And what I'm curious about, how, how is it not going to be an origin story, though, if the kids... 15 or 16. Well, yeah. you guys don't have to see him like get when it. did he become Spider-Man? <laughs> he yeah. Got, he,
1: he got bit by a spider, and then he just started screwing around in a con- I mean, that's what he said. There's a kid right now in a homemade Spider-Man costume in the Marvel Universe swinging around New York, and just, we, we haven't noticed yet. Okay. See, that's... You know? That's cool. I think that's a great that's way of putting cool. it. That is a way to say something that I'm just like, you know, that That's neat. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's because I can already picture it. Yeah. You know?
2: Like, it's really cool. It, it um, kind of has a Daredevil, Daredevil feel to it, yeah. If, you, th- at well, least it, the Netflix version. You know, where... here's the
1: thing. You know, all the Marvel properties, with the exception of Daredevil so far, like the official Marvel Studios ones, sure. not like the Lionsgate or whatever, uh, they've been very big, looking at big issues, world-threatening stuff, you know, world leaders and gods and aliens, and we really haven't had anything street-level until, like, this last week. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, Daredevil is great. Let's street talk level. about Holy that. cow, Can we talk, it's, I'm just yeah, saying, Spider-Man so is the same phenomenal. basic thing.
0: He fights mad scientists who rob banks, but other than that, he's street level. Yeah, he yeah. is street level. Dare, Daredevil is the best thing Marvel has ever done, in I, my opinion. I, I am kind of there with you, man. Just it's, about. I mean, it's certainly it's, right up there, yeah. It
2: is some of the most phenomenal uh, filmmaking. Oh, uh, some of it's amazing. Acting, writing. <laughs> yeah. um, I immediately... I loved it. Um Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock. I mean, oh. he just sucked me in. Ooh. And so did D'Onofrio's Kingpin. D'Onofrio should get an Emmy
1: for this. He's his, so amazing. Thank you. Yeah. His uh,
2: uh, introduction as the Kingpin was flawless, beautiful, scary as shit. Unexpected. Like, I just, too. Unexpected. Like, like really didn't come He, he was creepy it was to me. He was like yeah. Hannibal Lecter. He was Hannibal Lecter. And then I just, I knew something. I mean, yeah everybody's seen it right I mean the spoiler yeah. with his guy you haven't seen
1: it <laughs> Stephen's going to step right, out taking off his No right.
2: just there, there's just a scene where it's just like he's on the yeah no he's here no in the passenger side
1: Oh, right, that's such right. a... That's, that got me, I'm like, That's okay. also when the show gets hard R-rated, and I was like, I thought some kids might see this show, and now people yeah, just... It's you know. super violent. It's books. super violent, it is, but it is incredible, and what it does is so amazing to me is that it explores issues in a way that, like, really only Cats in America the Winter Soldier had even touched on in the Marvel sure. Universe before. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there are themes, but, like, this is about serious, complicated issues. There's a reason people are comparing the show to The, the Wire. Wire. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Part of it is structurally, because we really do spend... as much time on the criminal side as we do on the hero side, mm-hmm. and we also get to sympathize with, and that's what makes Kingpin so fascinating. Yep. The first episode of the Kingpin on this show is him being sympathetic yeah. for most of it. Like, Thank seriously, you. just you—you you like him. You're like, you're such an awkward guy. You, you want him to get the girl. You yeah. want him to get the girl. You know, you know, we look at like a lot of superhero stories and we think, oh, well, the villain has to be like the reverse of the hero, and sometimes that just gets kind of corny. Here, it's functionally very beautiful, actually, because they both think they're doing the right thing, and they're both. Men of such powerful will, regardless of what resources are at their disposal, that they are destroying each other over the course of the show. And it, it, it feels Dickensian like, holy crap! It's great, yeah. It's yeah. So yeah. good. Like,
2: it's so good. I love it. Well, I want to kind of get back to Spider Man because yeah. I feel like. You could learn a lot. You said it, and you made me think about this, uh, William, with the street-level superhero that's not taking on the aliens. Yeah. You know, because that's what Marvel—what? Stop hitting the desk. Oh, is exactly. it making a— Yeah, you're—, you're I'm making a point. You're terrible. Um, okay. But I just feel like—
0: <laughs> Ever hosted a podcast before, <laughs> Never.
2: Never. This is my first. Um But it feels like uh, that they could learn something from Spider-Man there, because mm-hmm. we also mm-hmm. now get that uh, no origin story— Uh, What else? He's in high school. I think they have something really special to do there that, that they didn't do in the old movies, but... Um, what's my point with this? Well, that I think you a, can't go hard R,
1: obviously, with No, with not with Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, he's got to be, he's gotta be yeah. uh, for kids. The other thing that is interesting, and it's the other thing only Daredevil has really done in the Marvel Universe, is a secret identity. Right. Marvel has basically eschewed that almost entirely. Yeah. Like, which, he, he, which is one of, the fr- it was one of the first mission statements. The end of Iron Man is screwing right. up, Iron Man. Hi. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they've never bothered, really. Everyone knows who Steve Rogers is. I mean, the spies, but no one really cares about who. Like, who is Hawkeye? No one cares who. Which, I, ca- I love Hawkeye. Hawkeye, but no one cares who Hawkeye is in that way. Spider-Man, you know that's a big part of him. Who is this guy swinging around our city? Is he dangerous? Is he a good thing? You know that's a huge part of who he is. Which I hope they do. I
2: really hope they go further into that because I don't think the movies did that. Uh, All of them. Yeah. All of the previous Spider-Man movies didn't really get into the juggling act that is high school Peter Parker. Yeah, um, his secret identity. Yeah, um, you know they kind of touched on it. I love it with with Daredevil. I love. Oh my God, I could talk. I could yeah, walk forever guys, on yeah. this. It really has changed, like the superhero and and in Netflix. I just think we could get a Punisher. We could get a great Punisher on, Netflix. on Netflix. That would be. Yeah, uh, that would be my Daredevil
0: vote. Rem- reminded me of my favorite comic book property, The Crow. Thank you. So, I can see that. Yeah, Good call. I that works. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: It reminded me of the best runs on Daredevil. There were times when Daredevil was easily the best superhero comic book on the stand for years at a time. Oh, me
2: too. Yeah. I, I was. I followed along with Daredevil through some of the Miller run, Kevin yeah. Smith, mm-hmm. and then uh, Bendis. Bendis', Bendis's Bendis run. Was,
1: of, you know, I'm not the biggest Bendis fan, but man, his run on Daredevil was epic. It oh, well, was I thought so
2: It was interesting, talking about Spider-Man, he was doing daredevil and ultimate spider-man that's true at that time yeah and the comics we're geeking out we, we uh, were yeah. totally geeking out <laughs> anyway we like comics
1: we like comics um, we're on the internet
0: so we like comics. now have you guys seen ultron yet i have i have not seen I'm it in, yet. i technically like you it went to the premiere yeah. Yeah. yeah i, I went How to the premiere it? this week um it was fine you okay. know it was a, a crazy circus zoo mm-hmm. um you know it was fun to see it with that audience or whatever but I was still disappointed. Uh, Where you? Um, the Avengers are not my kinds of movies. I prefer something like like Daredevil, which is a little bit grittier and more grounded. <laughs> Uh, the, the Avengers are popcorn movies, and I think yeah. I think I've seen it. I'm technically embargoed, and I and I. When is the that. embargo? Because twenty first is my. No one has
1: mentioned the embargo. It, there's social to me. media. We're allowed to like it, it, all this stuff is complicated, and it's just a matter of being respectful to people who give you an opportunity to write about the film in advance. Um, so I, I follow embargoes out of as a gesture of respect. Uh, yeah. but uh, I, I was allowed to give it on social media, so I can give the gist of it. Um, the thing with the Avengers, and even the first Avengers, the first Avengers, it was a miracle. It worked. Yeah, let's be honest. There, I no agree. one. Had, the only time anyone had ever tried anything remotely like that were like in Destroy All Monsters and Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman or whatever, whichever <laughs> one came first. Like that kind of all-star team up. But it was really done in a way that it really had never been done before, trying to balance them all together. And it, the movie's got flaws, but who cares? It's awesome. Like it's, they, when it works, it works so well. Yeah. Age of Ultron, I feel like we've might have I feel like audiences might have built it up too much. This is kind of what I was talking about anticipation earlier sure, on the show. Sure. I think we all expect this to be this huge, game changing, world changing. This is going to, you know, reshape how we think of superhero movies. Oh my god, what have they haven't they shown us in the trailers? When it comes right down to it, no matter what happens in this movie, and I'm not going to spoil a thing. Uh, what this movie boils down to functionally for the audience is we're going to get all these superheroes together. They're going to like say funny stuff, and they're going to hang out, and they're going to beat up robots. That's enough for me. That's good. <laughs> Whatever else it may or may not do, and again, no spoilers, that's cool. And I thought they did that in a cool way. Did, so did I mean, you like it more or less than the first one? I think the first one is a unicorn. Like, I feel like you can't even <laughs> compare it. You know, like, I feel like, you know, it's just the first one, there will never be that again. That first time someone tried this. So I think it's an unfair comparison. I would probably a little less because of that, if nothing else.
0: And did you like the two new additions? Yes. Yeah, I, cool. I, I, I like yeah. them too. I thought that they were cool. Yeah, but to me, the problem with the movie is basically simplified by a, a little passage of dialogue from Hawkeye, and we're gonna I'm gonna say what it is and move on. But there's a line in, the, in Avengers: Age of Ultron where Hawkeye is like, "We're in a flying city." We're fighting a robot army, I have a bow and arrow, and this makes no sense. And I was just sitting there being like, yeah, you're right, this doesn't make any sense. That's, None of it
1: makes any sense. We've got alien Norse
0: gods for, for crying out loud. That, that's the filmmaker sense.
2: saying, just go with it. Yeah, that's it, my interpretation. It's, it's probably
1: interpretation. a little too I, meta for its own good. I but prefer sure. the, it's a, little a,
0: a human villain like Kingpin to uh, King r- Kingpin, robots and, and crap. King King you know, is I, the
1: best live-action Marvel villain I've ever seen on screen. Right? Because yeah, they
0: period. have uh, a bit of a, a villain problem,
1: I think, over there. Yeah, generally. Yeah. All right, um, let's move on. Um, okay, we still have a lot because yes. uh, yeah. I'd like we to talk about. Well, d- you have you a you pick. An you pick, you uh, pick.
2: Uh, Ryan Gosling and Blade Runner.
0: Neat. Okay, neat. So neat. That, that release came in yesterday afternoon. Yep. Yep. Um, I got it. And Alcon is the only company in Hollywood that loves to send press releases. Yep, I uh, am on people that list. Being in it. negotiations, <laughs> um, so it's like, hey, it's uh, it's not official, but he's officially in negotiations. <laughs> Please write about our film. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Listen, it's been a a crazy week for Ryan Gosling Uh, He has signed on or been reported as being in negotiations for three different movies Maybe that's because he just uh, had a baby, right? Sure, uh, yeah. That how that I don't works.
1: know. They want to take him away he's from his got... child? Like, how
2: does
0: that work? <laughs> he's, he's like, I, th- I need to set up the college fund yeah. in, with three, wor- well, that, three months of the work. Well, that's the thing. Ryan, Ryan also, we he does a lot of indies. He, he does. Doesn't, he doesn't really take a lot of paid check gigs. No, he really and does not. And these no. two are huge fra- franchises. Yeah, Blade I mean, Blade Blade Runner, Runner and, 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 and ha- Haunted Mansion, Guillermo del Toro's Disney movie. Um, yeah. I think he's a great <laughs> fit for both. He's a guy yeah. with that sort of dark sensibility, if you've ever listened to his music. Oh, his music. Music's awesome. Yeah, I really is like it, his band. His music's
1: really good. what it yeah. called again? The Dead, some, Oh, Dead Man's Bones. Dead Man's Bones. That oh.
0: listen to that album. That album is great. really good album. Yeah, really uh, good. You know, you can see it in his directorial debut, Lost River, which may not be that good, but it's it is. It is his. Sensibilities on yeah. the screen. Yeah. He's That's not trying to please anybody, so I I think it's really cool, and I and I really like you know uh, Denny uh, Villeneuve, I believe. Yeah, Villeneuve. It's, uh, Villeneuve. Villeneuve.
1: Villeneuve. Oh, you. yeah. Would, see, yeah, you're it's a French, French. It's Villeneuve. It's Villeneuve.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I think his sensibilities. At least I, I haven't seen uh,
1: Enemy. Uh,
0: what was don't oh, okay. Don't. Prisoners, however, <laughs> prisoners amazing
1: is an prisoners. amazing movie. Uh, I thought it was all right.
2: I yeah, you know, thought it was all I right. Mean, I thought it I its hand
0: it. A bit, but it, but it, when it's good, it's great. I'm so excited for Sicario it, yeah. too. It just got into can right. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't
2: know. I, I think I, he's great for
1: it. I I'm think... not excited for Blade Runner too, honestly, especially if it's going to be you know more. I mean, I guess if if it's going to be about Gosling and not really not be about Deckard, but even if Harrison Ford shows up in there at all, what that does is that we just wrapped up what was supposed to be an ambiguous ending. We just yeah. we just retroactively heard it. I'm like, no, don't don't do that. You like- know, I,
2: I thought about that too because uh, yeah. there are very. I love when I hear there's going to be another Alien movie or mm-hmm. uh, the Prometheus. Even I was got kind of interested to see what it was. What it, was. it was yeah. a neat idea. Blade Runner. I'm so mixed, and I can go, I go back and forth every day. I don't necessarily want one.
1: But am I going to yeah. see it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be good, but I don't Man. know. Like it, when yeah. you when you talk about doing something, it was like when they did the Born Legacy, and they said, "Oh, incidentally, Matt Damon was on Captain America pills for the last three films." and We just never talked about it. Wait, what? <laughs> right. Why did you just ruin like the three best action movie trilogy, like the best action movie trilogy in the long? Like, why did you right. do that? Right.
0: Because Jeremy Renner needed chems. Like I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't get the chems. know. Where are the chems? Um, Where are I'm the chems? I'm not a big Blade Runner guy, uh, but Ryan Gosling's involvement. Goes Goes a long way for yeah. yeah, um, me. Yeah, me too. Now I'm, I'm, I'm now interested. I'm kind of
2: jumping off of what you said. Uh, mm. I love that if it could be Gosling starring in it, and we have a supporting Deckard. But then, yeah. It, but even then, then, then if Deckard then
1: shows up, you're already affecting I, Blade Runner. It's like you know, people say, "Oh, it doesn't matter if we do like a sequel; the original still the original." You can actually I, completely.
0: Screw I, it up. I think Gosling would be the lead. I, I don't think that. Studios want Harrison Ford front and center. No, I,
2: I think they're doing the same with Star Wars. I mean, yeah. he's—I've the I, I've heard different things. It's his movie, but it's—it's it's obvious that we have uh, Daisy Ridley and uh, John Boyega doing the—they're the the protagonists uh, in right.
1: Star Wars. I, I don't have information to back this up, but I'd be willing to bet he—he's—it's his movie. The way that Star Wars is Sir Alec Guinness's movie, you know, like he's—he's he's important. He's there. But Thank like, come you. Come on, that's it's good, about the kids.
2: That's a very good point, and I, I can get behind that. Okay. So. Uh,
0: a few other things. We've got to do some quick bits here, because we only got about five minutes left in the show. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Vaughn's directing a Flash Gordon movie. Meet. I mean, I... I love that. That's perfect.
2: Flash Gordon missed me. I'm not... Really? I, I can't even look at the movie and go, how did you... I just didn't see it as a kid. I didn't get <sighs> into it. it it's B-movie to me. I know that's the, the
0: intention behind... So... Totally, totally with you. B-movie, te- terrible. Oh, no. I, I love, if you're I Matthew def- Vaughn, what are you thinking? I will defend Flash Gordon to the death.
1: I oh, love good. that movie. Well, first off, you've got to remember, it came from, was it Lorenzo Semple Jr., the guy who wrote the Batman uh, live-action series? It's intended yeah. to be camp. Sure. It's supposed nice to be broad and silly, and it is. And it's great. Flash, I love you, but we only have 14 hours to save the Earth. Awesome line. Thank, Thank you for that. <laughs> we got we got uh, Brian Blessed in a Hawkman. <laughs> Gordon's alive. The it, best music score, <laughs> like, best music. Soundtrack of any
0: movie this ever. This is for hardcore geeks. I have it no is. idea How who this movie is. I have no idea who this movie. Here we go. Thank you. Here it comes, everyone.
2: <laughs> Matthew Vaughn. <Fong>. Now Dude <laughs> I love this guy.
0: <laughs> See yo, I, I I have, have a... Christian Harloff loves that movie. I have movie. no movie. idea who out. this movie is for. It is for kids people who, kids who like Do not fun. give a shit about Flash Gordon, well, you know, he cannot... was a joke in a Ted movie. That's yes. how pathetic okay. the character is. A joke? I thought that was actually very loving. A loving joke. A Those loving... kids grew up with Flash She's Gordon punch and they love line.
1: Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon is one of the most important characters and stories in all of geek culture, whether or not you appreciate him or sure. not. Sure,
0: people said that about John Carter of Mars, too, and look at um, that movie John Carter out. of Mars is not that bad a movie, actually. I'm just going to say <laughs> that right now. <laughs> John I, Carter of Mars is
1: not a terrible movie. People jumped on that thing for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Look, here's the <clears> thing. <throat> we, we were running out out of the major properties to adapt. That's what it boils down to. Remember like right. after Batman came around, like people were were nervous about doing more superhero movies, so they did more pulp stuff like The Shadow, which also isn't a terrible movie. The Phantom, which is a terrible movie. Yeah. I rewatched The Shadow recently. That movie holds up a little better than you think. Okay. Um, it's it's but my point is is that there's this whole entire realm of narrative fiction in a genre medium that really hasn't been touched. And if someone like Matthew Vaughn can can sort of put his stamp on it and make it seem awesome to a new generation that op- opens up doors for more content, more content that is relatively original because it started these things before they became codified. So Flash Gordon is a lot more freewheeling and crazy and I think has a lot more potential as an interesting franchise that I think you're giving it your credit. Well, that's all I'm saying. Okay.
2: I, I, think, that I think Matthew Vaughn can do something interesting. He's I, always
0: interesting. He's always
2: interesting. Yeah. I just – one of my uh, friends on Facebook, when I posted the link, they were like, unless he does a batshit and crazy B-movie version updated – yeah. Uh, then I don't see this working because he and this is well, a this is a Flash Gordon fan. Yeah. He was like, I love the B movie. I love how they did it. I just don't see how Matthew Vaughn can do it. That's I look at I look I'm at, at the,
1: the tone he captured in something like Kick Ass, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's Flash Gordon. That's it's more violent, obviously. There you go. But yeah. like the, the you know the the action will be stylized. Matthew Vaughn's got a killer like really wicked sense of humor.
0: Great. Yeah, cool, great. Done. Um, what else we got? Maybe time for one or two more things. Um, I know think?
2: that a lot of these guys. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it to the the table here. The, the BVS leak oh, trailer, okay. Batman oh, yeah. v Superman okay. trailer was leaked. We all pretty much were in agreement. Uh, I'm not talking, we didn't post it, guys. No. Um, uh, I know Variety did. Uh, that's for you to judge, not us here on the
1: table. I, unless I, you want to judge, I'm I'm paranoid now. There maybe someone on my website posted it without telling me I want to double check. Okay, okay. Would, it would be entirely without my approval. We, yeah, we yeah. yeah we did not, and I'm and I'm
2: thankful that my writers didn't even ask because I would have yeah. probably like killed if you. If
0: we have a date, like and it's coming Monday, right? Monday. Well, yeah, I would just wait. Like I guess if it's like, well, we don't know when we're going to see it, and I so we got to get it out there. I maybe even, I get that. I
1: don't even post teasers for trailers. I think that's the laziest form of marketing. It's like yeah. we've got a trailer, we could show it to you now. But instead, we're gonna show you like this little tiny teaser and get it trending earlier just to exploit your enthusiasm. That's all it is. Well, and so yeah. the, the bootleg thing, even just letting you know like, oh the trailer's coming Monday, how is that news? It'll be out Monday. I don't care. Like how that doesn't change your life. Your life isn't better for knowing that, that information. The teasers
0: for the teasers and, and
2: I and I yeah. stayed quiet on Twitter, but when that teaser mm. came out, the teaser for the teaser trailer, give me no. a uh and no. I'm sorry. Stop that. Uh credits and superman suit and batman suit i was like
1: especially who cares it's like it it used to be a teaser was like an announcement like i remember actually it was a terrible movie but there was a good teaser for red dragon that was just taking it back in hannibal lecter's cell reminding you of the sounds of the lads it was kind of cool uh and then the movie obviously was terrible but like you know that's all it used to be but now it's like we know you've been shooting it we know you're showing a proper trailer in like a couple of days yeah. I'll wait. Your life would be... Everyone who, who clicked on that, I understand the, the temptation and curiosity. I did everyone too. clicked on that? I almost you, clicked on it. If you clicked on it Monday, would would your life really have been worse? No. You would have gone over your weekend. You would have had something awesome on Monday because Mondays suck, right? Garfield fans, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Mondays. I do. Mondays, right? And,
2: and yeah, guys, I got a lot of Twitter. Uh, some of my Twitter followers, I kind of held my tongue. You know, you're asking what I thought about it. Then you were spoiling it for me. I don't understand that when you're, when you're posting actual dialogue from the trailer Uh, onto my Twitter feed when I actually mm. want to see it the way it's supposed to be in the theater, possibly, hopefully. But when you're doing that and you're ruining it for me, I don't get it. I don't know why you're looking at a blurry video anyways. And I don't get why people post it on their website to get the clicks to be then pulled then down five minutes later. Doing, yeah. I just don't get it. It's extra work what, for me.
1: Which is, any time there's a scoop, uh, you, you know, I advise people to look at it this way. Who benefits from the scoop? Do you benefit from the scoop? Do the filmmakers benefit from the scoop? Does the film benefit from the scoop? I sure. the scoop is like a plot point. Um, and for something like that, that blurry teaser, who's benefiting from it? Just the website. Right. Yeah. That's it. That is not good journalism. It's not. It's actually very bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not sympathetic. Sometimes it's like, well, we have to. We need the hits or our site will die. Uh, I understand that, but it's not cool.
0: I get covering the leak as... Like as a news story. itself, Thank like you. It, I, it has That's leaked, right? No video. This is what and happened. I, and guys. by the way, I, I do blame studios when things leak because it is on them to lock down their marketing materials, right? As yeah. far as I'm concerned.
1: And but but, what, but if, it's also on journalists to decide. Like I've had scoops before. Oh sure. Where it was like, oh oh, that would get me a lot of hits. It would also ruin the movie. I'm just I don't need the hits that bad.
0: Right. Yeah. No we, one
1: does. We we got ruining I, a film. I've had.
2: Certain things that I've, kept, I'm like, eh, I don't want to go there. I really yeah. don't want to go there. From whether it's relationships so, or not knowing enough, whatever. I what think have there you. is
1: a. I guess my point is, I think there's a journalistic responsibility to be able to say no. Sure, i like, well, with not you. I'm this with line. you. Yeah. And,
2: and with this leak, it was interesting because it obviously played in a movie theater in Latin America somewhere. Right. So somebody, so that is absolutely on Warner Brothers. Yeah, you put it out there before. You know, we're in the look. Everybody has this, and they just. Then it's out there. And we right. just fart, uh, and we just fart. Yeah. So, so I, I guess that that's note. a
0: good place to to wrap it up. We <laughs> and can, we just have to gotta fart. go, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. That's been meet the movie press. Thank you, as always, for joining us and. William Bibbiani, where can the good people find you?
1: Uh, You can find my uh, film criticism, editorials, and uh, so forth at Crave Online. I also have the B-Movies podcast. we got Paul Feek on the show this week. Nice. Uh, Nick Roll next week, Rob Cohen the week after that. That's on iTunes. Please subscribe. Uh, What's your Twitter handle? uh, My Twitter handle is at
0: William Bibbiani. B-I-B-B-I-A-N-I. Nice. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Jeff, of course. Jeff Snyder. (laughs) TheRap.com <laughs> at the Snyder. I'm around. You guys can find me. Yeah, you can find Jeff anywhere and William Bibiani anywhere and
2: me anywhere at RileyAround and on Schmozno.com. Guys, rate, subscribe, comment, share this with your friends, please. It keeps the lights on here on the spaceship, which we love doing this every Friday, and check out the other shows on the Popcorn Talk Network. Those that I mentioned at the top, which I always forget, because there's so many wonderfulness. So guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you very
1: much. So-